Welcome to Here and Now podcast. I'm Heather. And I'm Sophia. We bring you the stories, the heart, and the humor needed for this journey called life. Join us each week to hear the conversations of a mom, that's me, and a daughter, that's me, and the stories of where others hear God's voice as he brings truth, beauty, and good in their lives right now. This is Here and Now Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 122 of Here and Now Podcast. We're very excited to be back for a new week, a new episode. And hi, Mom. How are you? I am doing okay today, Sophia. How are you? I'm good. I'm very I'm, good. That's yeah. good. I'm glad that the sun is shining. The sky is blue. I don't have a migraine today. It is not raining. <laughs> I swear. We've gotten to Friday. Yeah. Friday. <laughs> should I make the list go on? Today's Friday as we're recording. I should not we're even say We're early. Anything. We're recording yeah. early. We're a little bit ahead of the game in our planning today because we are, <laughs> we're going to chat with a a lovely little, oh, let's not say lovely little, because that doesn't mean it. We are going to chat with a lovely friend that we met through many Hail Marys. And ironically, we're recording this on the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. So it just seems yeah. a very great day. And we met, you know, months ago when she was on and she and I chatted and then you and her chat, cat chatted. And now, now here we go. We finally got her to, to have a time together and seems kind of fitting because she's got a an album coming out just in time for this to be released on the day that you're listening to us. So yes, we are so excited, so excited. And I think it's, it's just so awesome. I can't wait to listen to it. So those links will be there in the show notes as well for you guys to pre-save it. If you're listening to this before the release date next Friday. Yes. Show her the love and pre-save it because she's a love. And if you are a listener to the many Hail Marys or you pray with the many Hail Marys, the song that they had playing way back when is their like little theme song cat wrote it and sang it for them so you know she's got a little connection to many hail marys as well yeah, so and if you cool. listen to our what, episode 121 yeah last episode that has fallen into the abyss of the internet we don't know what happened to it where it is it clearly was meant to not be heard for so many reasons i guess because we tried to get it then the sound was not right and even though it sounded good when we sent it and then we went one, one day and it was just gone and to not be retrieved either in save. I mean, I think there's a couple of places where it was downloaded, but nope, it, it's gone. We don't oh, know. Well. Yes. Into the abyss. And we thought about re-recording, but clearly God was not in, in the, uh, it was not in his design. So we decided to just power ahead and there'll be this moment in time that has been. <laughs> yeah. So if you yeah. guys missed us, oh, well, you can hear us this week. It's fine. <laughs> We're back every Tuesday. <laughs> every Tuesday, except that one, whenever it was. <laughs> yep, exactly. But we are so excited for you guys to, to tune into this episode. So make sure to stay all the way to the end because she's just so awesome and we're so excited. So let's do it. Let's, let's get into the show. We are so, so, so excited to welcome Kat today. Kat, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Excited <laughs> to be here. Yes. So it was really fun. I guess I forget exactly when you were on many Hail Marys and after you were on there, realizing that you did the song for them, that beautiful song that every time, right, they, they play, <laughs> yeah. it's always moved me. And I, I'm so moved by lyrics and words. And I say that often, I'm a word, I'm a word girl. And then when you came on, I said, that's the voice, right? So then after that, I thought we have to get you on. And then for a couple of months we've been playing around with timing and whatever so it is so good to have Kat Hammock on the Here and Now podcast so Kat tell us a little bit about yourself 
Okay, I'm, my name is Kat Hammock. I'm 21. I grew up in Encinitas, California, which is near San Diego. Catholic, grew up in a, in a big Catholic family, and faith is super important to me. And I'm a musician, so I started singing just in my little church choir in fourth grade, and then just loved music and started taking lessons. And then my senior year of high school, randomly got an email while I'd been applying for colleges and, and making YouTube videos to submit as part of my music portfolio and it was from The Voice and they asked me to go to an audition. So I ended up just showing up to this voice audition and then next thing you know, I was on The Voice and then just started seeing all these other opportunities to just pursue music and I've really seen God, just God's hand throughout all of it and seen him like really ask me to be using music to serve him. So that's just... Mm -hmm. A little bit, a little bit about, yeah, my, my music background. That's beautiful. So I was researching, obviously, as we want to do to be sure that we have a full picture of what we have, in, you know, when we have a guest on. Yeah. And I saw your, when you're wearing the red outfit and you're sing, singing the song, I absolutely remember watching that. And we didn't watch a lot of The Voice, but I remember yeah. watching that episode. I was like, what? Sophia was you graduated, I think, from high school the same year, 2019. Is that around the time you were? Yeah. So yeah. At that time, we were watching, probably watching the voice a little bit more, you know. So it's just kind of funny yeah. that great. It, this is, you know, how you see people and then you you go back to it. So so why don't you tell us a little bit about that experience? So, you know, and and I as a mom, you know, we do this mom-daughter, you know, kind yeah. of connection here. they pan to your family and your dad's face when they were like, just please, please. Right. I mean, and you, you're just trying to be in the moment with your music and singing and staying in control. And obviously there's so much behind that, but just to watch from a parent role, it, you know, it really tugged at my heart a lot about (laughs) see the family, the beauty of your family in that moment. But tell us a lot, a little bit about that experience. No, that specifically my blind audition that was crazy because I've never seen my dad like that in my entire life and no like he's he's really not an overly emotional guy so watching that back we were everybody in my family was really shocked to see his face and it was just a really beautiful moment to see my whole family show up for me in that time too but it was a really incredible experience. Like I said, I hadn't really planned to pursue music in any capacity before this opportunity kind of fell into my lap and I was kind of like, all right, God, like, if you want me to do this, you're going to really have to, you're going to have to hold my hand the whole way, because I'm not really prepared for anything like a television show, especially with not a whole lot of performance experience prior to it. But it ended up being incredible, like working with Blake Shelton. And um, we had mentors like Darius Rucker and Taylor Swift. And like, it just was like a completely surreal experience. And my faith specifically through it really grew and it's kind of weird but there are actually a lot of Christian artists that go on the voice like I'm pretty sure they actually seek out Christian values because it's not it's not about drama it's really just about talent and so they want to have people that aren't going to be like super problematic on the show so I met so many amazing like Christians on the show that really supported my faith and it just was an opportunity to lean on God but um yeah, got to work with Blake Shelton, like got to go through the whole process, like recording songs and being on the stage, which was so uncomfortable and singing all singing just for weeks and weeks. And it it ended at the perfect time because COVID happened like the next season. So it just it just was a really 
weird cool experience that I'm so blessed to have had the opportunity to have. That's so amazing. It's really good. Do you have a song that you have written that is one that speaks to that time a little bit? Like maybe you, you know, like, did you write any music about this experience? I mean, I know you're writing music, right? And you're yeah, you know, you're performing also, but is there a song that maybe kind of vibes that experience? I mean, what, you know, I've listened to some of your music, but, you know, obviously I don't know the, the behind the, you know, scenes or the, yeah. the, the catalyst for each of your songs. I'm just curious, is there something that might describe that time for you? You know, I have some songs that are just like pretty much voice memos on my phone that I wrote either during the experience or in like the month or two that immediately followed. And so those are really interesting to look back on and kind of see when I was closer to the experience, what I was writing about, but nothing has like really made it into my official body of work from then. And I've seen so much development in my songwriting process since the show. It's now been three years, which is so crazy. So I'm starting to write a lot more and sort of see, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to like get really attached to songs back then when I'm, I've kind of come a long way since then in, in terms of writing. And I wasn't really writing super often because again, I wasn't really planning on doing anything with music. So I hadn't been writing for a long time when I was on The Voice and then after that sort of picked it up again. So I do have songs about it, but I nothing that has really made it into, into any published music. That is so awesome. So it seems like you're in college to write. So tell us about that and how you're kind of fitting music into your college career. Yeah, so I'm a third year student at the University of Virginia and I, I absolutely love it here. It's been the best experience. I was really reluctant to go to school because right after The Voice, I was like, I don't know if I even need college. Like, <laughs> I'm going to move to Nashville. I'm going to like make all this music. It's going to be great. And then uh, I did move to Nashville. But, and I left March 1st of 2020 is when I started the drive from California to Nashville. So you can probably <laughs> imagine how that whole experience went. Oh, so, you know, in 2020, I ended up um, going to UVA. <laughs> And it, it's, it's incredible. First of all, the faith community here is unbelievable, especially for a public school. You would not have any idea how thriving and vibrant and beautiful the faith community is here. Like just like the, the, there's just an incredible like, group of people. But music has been it's been a, it's been really interesting. I'm a music major here, so I'm taking music classes. And then I'm also the chair of music for the Catholic community. So I do. Mm-hmm like lead a choir we have like a choir mass on Thursday nights and then we have like I lead the student mass on Sunday nights so I'm able to kind of have an outlet like serving through music in the Catholic community and then I can take classes and work on like songwriting and like honing my skills throughout through like the classes at UVA and then just I'm doing doing little projects here and there like I just finished recording my debut album which comes out October 14th which is a week from when we're recording this so just a lot of little musical opportunities that have really been a lot of fun college. That's, that's really, I mean, I know Sophia can relate to this because she has her own <laughs> little business and she was at an event last night sitting with Alex from Hallow, you know, the, the, the yeah, man yeah. who started. Yeah, yeah. So she was at, out at Franciscan and he kind of giggled. He said, why are you in college? You know, you have this business that you're already <laughs> running, but it's kind of the same idea as, as what you're saying, you know, why do I need to, but as a mom, you want your kids to still have 
all the experiences because, you know, sometimes life doesn't always pan out the way that, you know, you would expect in the music industry, I'm sure. And then in other ways. So it's really beautiful that you embraced the college experience in, you know, in, in, as you're also doing the music, right? So that's, that's a really wise decision. And as a mother, I would say, so now you're all, you're all the way across the country. You have this faith community. How have you managed your family life, you know, where you have, you know, what seems to be a pretty strong family, very strong faith, and you, you know, weave that into being so far from home at this point and during a very large, big lockdown of life, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, it's been really wonderful. My, I have, so I have four older siblings and then my parents, and it's been such a blessing because my, my brother that's closest in age to me, he's four years older than me. And he's in the Navy and he got stationed in Virginia Beach, which is mm-hmm. two and a half hours away from me. So it just like miraculously, I have all of my family in California and then a brother that's like two hours away, just just by chance. Oh, <laughs> so it's been really cool where I've gotten to see him a lot and spend a lot of time with him. And when I lived in Nashville for those couple of months, he was six hours away. He was in Pensacola, Florida, and I got to go down and visit him several times, which was my saving grace during during the pandemic when I was living alone in a new city. So it's been really great to have my brother like nearby. And then also just I'm I'm feel like so blessed to be in the age of technology because some of my older siblings, like I didn't have a phone when they were in college. So I couldn't really contact them a lot. But we just we're we're very connected and we have like schedules of when we talk to everybody. I, I really like I get to talk to every single member of my family every day which is such a blessing. And it's really a testament to what my parents created just in it was always so important to them that we were all best friends, basically. So they just <laughs> they foster that environment just growing up that my siblings are my best friends in the world. And my parents are my best friends and get to get to talk to all of them every day. And they just support me through everything. And are yeah, I, I couldn't do anything without them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> Sophia, can you speak to that? <laughs> Sophia Just goes to school with her younger brother. He's two years younger oh, and goes to school, right? <laughs> I know. That's the dream. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so funny because yesterday I had called him and I didn't realize we were basically like in the next room, like he was just right over there. And I called him and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go tell him I want to go get lunch with him or whatever. And, um, He's like, I don't know. I don't know. And whoever else was in the office, he was like, if my sister asked when I was in college to get lunch with me, I would say yes and be out the door already. He's like, go get lunch <laughs> with your sister. And he's like, fine. It was so funny. I was like, I just wanted to talk to you. I don't know. So it is really nice <laughs> to be on campus with him and kind of sharing a lot of the same experiences, but at different ages. So totally. And to like have the same like home life perspective going in, yeah. I think can be really helpful, like in a different environment to have people that can like relate to your exact experience right now, but also that have known you like throughout every aspect of your life growing up. It's just, yeah, it's just such a blessing. Exactly. And he's yeah. the only brother, you know, cause he's got these other two little yeah. sisters here, you know, they're not so little, they're teenagers, high school girls now, but <laughs> he's the brother and he just brings such a, I don't know. He's just such a cool mix to the situ- situation, I guess. And the yeah. way that he and Sophia are like, they are they're like team A and the other two are team B and it, it just, it just works that the two of them are there. And it was a very last minute decision for, for Ian to go there. So it was really, it's really yeah. cool. 
yeah um, that's it's, awesome yeah it's yeah. so funny because like we have like I have my friend group and the people who know me and then because we're in we're in very different majors I'm a business major he's an education so he's got his circle I've got my circle but sometimes they overlap and people are like wait he's your brother or wait she's your sister so it's just like this really <laughs> really cool experience of all these people that you get to meet throughout the school too so yeah so kind of talking about college again I mean obviously I'm in a different stage than my mom is this too but you know, you're yeah. going to graduate what, within the next year or so. Where do you yeah. see yourself in five years? Oh, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> I'm starting <laughs> to think about this now that it's, I'm starting to be like, whoa, like I'm, I'm graduating kind of soon. Like I need yeah. to sort of get it figured out. But I'm, I'm really open to a lot of things. I definitely think that music is something I need to pursue and continue to pursue after college in some capacity. So I'm hoping to either get a job in music or to keep going with the with the singer songwriter stuff and see how that works out. But I, I don't know. I don't even know what coast I'll be on in five years. I'm even thinking about that. My whole family's <laughs> on the West Coast and just this whole school and everything is here on the East Coast. So I'm not sure, but I know that I will be doing something music related. Mm. <laughs> so do you, have you done a lot of performance aside from the voice in, in the last few years that maybe a certain type of performing venue, I guess is what I'm probably thinking versus another, you know, that you feel the most comfortable in, like that you feel like is the right, like where you could see yourself, you know? Large yeah. stage, small stage, you know, small gatherings, you know, or just in a faith kind of an experience, you know, what, what speaks yeah. to you most or, you know, kind of brings you alive, I guess, the most when you're performing? Well, I'd say it's interesting because for somebody that loves music and loves writing music, I don't really like performing it that much. <laughs> it really stresses <laughs> me out. I don't like being like in the center of the stage and having everyone look at me. And I just like, I just, it just gives me anxiety. But the faith aspect has, I think, been the best remedy for that because um, it it's not a performance if I'm singing at mass. It's like I can completely separate myself from what I'm doing. And it's just like a gift for God. And it, it not a performance so that's like really the space that I feel the most comfortable singing in especially because the I can hide behind the piano so no one can see my face and I'm like <laughs> in the corner you know <laughs> so like I don't have to think about anyone looking at me like it's not about me which is great and that's that's been the environment that I'm definitely most comfortable singing in and I did do a few shows when I got home from The Voice in San Diego and they were fun, but I had to had to work up the courage for them and took a few songs for me to get like <laughs> denerved and all of that. And same thing with the voice. I mean, I was just like a mess on show days every day, thinking about having to go on stage and perform something live. And I was terrified I was going to forget the words and all that. So still, <laughs> still getting a little comfortable. I definitely, it's something I definitely need to force myself to do because um, yeah, it just, that's so I, I, interesting, right? People <laughs> yeah. assume that everybody who is a lyricist or a songwriter or a musician always wants to just be in front of this, you know, up on the stage. And yeah, um, that isn't always the case for people. So you've sung with Matt Marr because my mind, I'm thinking about our Abbey Fest. That's our local, they have the the local song faith festival that we just did a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago here locally. And Matt always sings into adoration and I could see you in such a venue like that where, you know, you're playing yeah. piano or whatever in that type of, and that's kind of what he does. And, it, you know, as they're processing in with the Eucharist, he 
he sings that. And then he sings through the people, you know, during the actual time when the candles are lit and people are outside and it's just, I could see you in that kind of, a, of environment. So, you know, yeah. Matt, you've met him to have you sung with him. I've heard, or maybe I, I have. Yeah. So he, he's awesome. And that's exactly the kind of thing I like doing. Like it's, it feels, you know, very reverent and it, it just, I can completely separate myself from what I'm doing, which is great. He reached out to me while I was on the voice and just congratulated me for you know how I was doing and then invited me to sing with him at SLS that year so the focus conference which now I think is only seek but at the time they had it they changed it with SLS every year and I'd always wanted to go to one of those so it was really cool I got to go to um, Phoenix it was the 20 it was the one going into 2020 and we sang a couple songs just at like the entertainment night just Got to sing Your Love Defends Me, which is my favorite memoir oh, song. I love with that him. song. It, yeah. was, it was so fun. It was such a cool experience. And I like singing songs all the time in mass. So that was that was really cool. But I really, I really love his style and what he does and the way that he um, just like sort of offers it up every time. And he really, he really yeah. does. Sophia, can't you see you're doing some Franciscan conferences? You know, that this. <laughs> Bring some friends. I might have to. I might have to forward you over to them who run the Franciscan conferences. So, <laughs> like, like Steubenville. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but like okay, the, not was... just the not just the kid part, but like the other. Like, there's the she does the mm-hmm. you know all not, not just the Steubenville conferences, but also the conferences where they do older you know mm-hmm. formation kind of things too. But yeah, okay, Steubenville cool. would be a great thing for you. Yeah, I was supposed to do Steubenville with Ikendolo in July 2020 in New York, but mm-hmm. well, didn't didn't end up working out. <laughs> yeah, That's, that happens, right? But it would be really cool if you did it at Steubenville in Ohio, because yeah, yeah, I've never been. I've never been. You, you haven't come been visit. There. You could go visit. <laughs> yeah, Sophia well, because it's a cool place to be. <laughs> I, you know, after listening to so much Pines of Aquinas, I'm really, I really need to go because yeah, you do. That crowd is always hyping him up, hyping it up. He's so yeah. Well, so Sophia funny. has an extra space in that room. She could have you stay there with her. It's not a very long drive, right? <laughs> Got a car, she can get you there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Well, actually, kind of on the topic of recording and whatnot, tell us about your experience with kind of making this new album that's going to come out in a week. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this album because it's been, it's been three years in the making. So I am ready for it to be just out in the world. So I started writing this in January, 2020. So it was a month after the voice. And so it's, it's interesting because it, it is very vulnerable. And before this album, I'd only been writing about things I was very comfortable writing about, which was like, just pretty much like my family. (laughs) And so this album started and I was sort of growing up and and just decided to be more vulnerable and open up about my real experiences and so I wrote all nine songs and the first one was written yeah January 2020 and the last one is written in June of 2022 so they covers my entire college experience pretty much and I talk about a lot of real things like like friendships and like getting into a like serious relationship for the first time and my entire experience over the last couple of years and so it was recorded all over the place they recorded some songs from here in Virginia and then some songs in San Diego song in LA wrote a song in Nashville with another friend from the voice and just yeah it's been it's been like kind of all over the place but I'm so excited for it to be out and for all of I'm actually also really nervous for it to be out because it's 
very personal and I randomly will have like a moment where I'll remember like oh my gosh I can't believe I'm sharing all of that with the world but it's it's exciting <laughs> I can relate to that Sophia knows because she's usually my last minute editor when I do some writing and and then you know some of those personal things you send you're like wait what wait what am I doing what I can't, this, <laughs> this is, you know like people it's so exposed right but there's so yeah. much I definitely think those things are probably where I find it speaks the most to other people, right? Because yeah. people want to hear our vulnerability. They want to hear real life, whether in story or song, and it connects with yeah. people. So I'm sure there's some, you know, offering that you're giving to others through that work as though, even though we're struggling to let that go sometimes, <laughs> right? You know? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the goal. And I just wanted to be really honest in my music. I have like, two songs on the album aren't written about my own experience and the rest are and it just it it's very it's very weird to be putting it out there but I'm I'm excited for it to be out there and have already heard from a few people that I've shown it to that it does like speak to some people and that's that's all I'm asking for so (laughs) that's so wonderful it's really Mm. is there a song in there in the mix of the songs you've you're releasing that you love the most or was the, or, or how about, how about this? How about if you, I ask you if there's a song that was the hardest to pull together the way you wanted to, because I think that's something that yeah. we don't think about, you know, mm-hmm. like I've writing pieces that I keep putting away and putting away and then come back to it. You know, is there yeah. something like that, that maybe was hardest for you to really pull together fully the way that you wanted it to be? Yeah, I think, I think the it's the second, the second track on the album, it's called Good Things. And I wrote it about, it was my, my first spring in Charlottesville. I hadn't realized what the hype was about spring before coming to Virginia, because in San Diego, it's just like, what? It's like summer weather, but there's, but like we have school. But when I saw like cherry blossoms here, it blew my mind and I saw the beauty in spring and I wanted to sort of write about that about something that is short-lived and so beautiful and kind of comes overnight and then and then leaves overnight so that was sort of the idea behind writing good things and I wrote a song about that with the tagline being like there's an end for all good things except it took me like four weeks just to write the song Hmm. because I had like a couple lines that I liked and then I had to rewrite the verses several times I was writing it on piano and then I switched to writing on it on ukulele and it just like just was sort of a disaster just to write the song but I really liked just the the concept and how simple but like clear the the concept was and I had a vision for it and I, I just I needed it to happen so I ended up it took me like yeah like a month to write just to write the song and then I had to record it remotely so it just was it just was a difficult process because my producer was in LA and I was in San Diego and trying to record stuff from my room which is just a different um, just a different vibe than being in person in a studio with somebody and sort of bouncing ideas off of each other and being able to just mess mess around and play a song at the same time and try to just bounce different ideas. So that song was probably the one that caused me the most grief, I think, along the way. <laughs> so I, that'll make us all want to listen to it more. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. So you, you've mentioned about, you know, being in a relationship too. Has any of that impacted some of the music that you've written as well? Yeah, so that's actually probably what is the the most like 
I don't know, like nerve wracking about releasing the album is I was trying to be really honest about the whole experience. And so, yeah, like there are three songs in on the album that are about this relationship and just kind of about like one of them is called Springtime. The other one is sort of a companion song to Springtime. It's called The Woods and it's they're back to back on the album. And I wrote them with similar like lyrical styles and similar like chord progressions so that they sort of like flow into one another and you can kind of tell that it's it's the same story kind of progressing. And yeah, I just, I, I felt like when I was on The Voice, I was very closed off because it was so uncomfortable to be suddenly like on social media, having a bunch of people like messaging me and just sort of being on TV. This was a very uncomfortable environment. And I think I really closed myself off after that. And then I went to Nashville and continued to like not really see anybody or interact with anybody, which continued that mindset and just me being very closed off to everything around me. And so this relationship was sort of the beginning of that changing and me starting to like open up a little bit more and be more comfortable with like allowing people to get to know me and so that's what springtime is about. And then the woods is sort of continues that. But I tried to write about that entire process of just like, just wanting to like hide under my bed and not have anyone see me. And so springtime is like sort of about me, like uh, being like in this house, like this old house that's like dusty and the curtains are closed and all of this. And then him just like sort of opening up the curtains and, and like drawing me outside and, and helping me sort of open up a little bit more. And so, yeah, the songs about the songs about the relationship are kind of drawing on that theme. That sounds so just, and it's such a terrible way to explain, it, but thoughtful. Like it's not <laughs> like, you know what I'm like that. It's just that there's not, it's just as a writer too, I get that, you know, there's just always some really deep places that we come from when we share things and there's so much metaphor beyond whatever the words they know. Somebody could be hearing that song and having really no idea or reading something that you write, having no idea what it means. If I often write about a garden and just how we really bloom in life and things that, you know, we, we grow from, right. Even yeah. after very dark and stormy weeks that, you know, we've been just living in and then just something I was writing today about the light falling on the counter today and just how all of a sudden, like you can, it can breathe new life very quick, quickly and things can change. And to bring that to some emotion for others to feel, um, I definitely think allows others to recognize things in themselves that they need to maybe alter, change, provoke, whatever that might be. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to also write it like a little ambiguously so that you can sort of picture anybody as being the person to do that or like it could it could be like about God or or like a friend or just like, you know, like several different people. So I I hoped that it was like it was pretty clear to everyone in my life, like what it's about. But I also, you know, wanted to make it something and other people could draw something from and relate to. And I think that's good with writing that when you when, you know, sometimes people write from their very personal experience and you know it is that, right? But when you're writing from a place that is ambiguous or just thought provoking that could somebody could see themselves in that moment. I do, I do think there's some healing that can occur in that or, you know, restoration, which was a theme of our, one of our last podcasts that, you know, that, that ability to have words and, and music bring some things out of people that way. I mean, that's the gift of God, right. That he does allow us to speak to each other different in, in different ways to 
you know, to just connect us back to him because we are all connected with him in so many ways that like that. So it's really nice yeah. to hear that you're not just saying, here's my love story or whatever, right? <laughs> right? It's yeah. it, there's so much more to it that others can take away. You know, I mean, there's, there are songs that are love stories and you know what this is about, but they're, you know, the beauty in that is that you're not necessarily trying to make it about you, but to give it up to, for God, right. To make the point, the beauty back to God. That's clear to me in who you are. When I saw you with, you know, many Hail Marys and it's not often that you see a young adult in your age group to be that often so sound and secure in, in their foundation of faith. And that comes out. So, you know, kudos to your mom Thank and dad. You. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I'll let Sophia take the mic now. <laughs> I might cry. <laughs> it's to see beautiful families being raised by beautiful people. So, <laughs> yeah. So kind of now that your album is going to come out and by the time this is posted and in just a few days, so that link will definitely be down there for everyone to check that out. But what what's next? What are you going to be pursuing next? Oh man. Well, I'm already working on another, another musical project. I, we have like a, a, program where you can create a project and submit it in front of like a, a board of judges at UVA for creative projects. So I'm, I'm trying to work on something next year that's going to be centered a lot, a lot more centered around one theme. So it's going to be more of a concept album, which this one isn't quite as much, but so I'm already starting to think about that and write songs for that. And yeah, I'm not sure where this album is going to take me. So I'm hoping that whatever comes next might have something to do with the album that's about to be released but we'll see <laughs> hopefully a tour <laughs> that would be that would be so fun <laughs> yeah so they have those festival of praise nights at uh, franciscan no yeah. so i know they use their music ministry for those right but maybe a little guest from cat hammock would be really amazing <laughs> Because it's similar I'm, to their. I'm down, yeah. Yeah, see, right, Sophia, you got to get on the on the on the horn with some of your friends and talk about that. I, That's so amazing. I just, it's. I really, really want to ask you to sing, but I know that's probably not going to go. In the, <laughs> she's like, I don't like to perform. It's, it depends on what you ask. I'm also like in public, but if you want a little something, I can I can do something. Yeah, well, you you just pick something out of your hat, and then we can just keep that in there, right? Whatever you want to do. Oh, if, you, if there's something that you could just. I don't know, not belt out, but quietly <laughs> whisper among yourself in the pop in the public uh, venue that you're now sitting. We can see. <laughs> okay, springtime is already out, so I can sing a little bit of that. I'm just gonna look around, see the people that are watching that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been bundled up for so long. I'm not sure if I'm ready to let my guard walk out the door. Two years of this winter and I've been fine. The monsters in my closet have kept me safe and dry. You've been opening the windows, chipping the rust away, drawing back the curtains, letting the dust get in your face and it kind of scares me. And you're not even facing this hang of my coat. Let light into my space and I don't see much thing spring is coming around. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> As the leaves are falling, you're singing spring. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that poor gentleman who probably walked by, he's like, wait, I didn't expect to get a little <laughs> in the background. <laughs> and leaves literally are falling off the tree behind you. Yeah. So, and the sun, it's so beautiful. If anyone could see what we're seeing right now. <laughs> Someday, Sophie and I will do video podcasting too, which would be really <laughs> Yeah. Then it's yeah. so much more pressure for crying out loud. I'm like in Sophia's bedroom at home and she's, you know, <laughs> we have to clean all those things up. <laughs> well, oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. So we <laughs> always end our show with a segment on not only where people can find you, but Saint Chasers for the week. So who is a saint that has been chasing you this week? Oh, well, how long has this week been? Because... <laughs> I think I'd have to say St. Faustina has been chasing me a little bit because, you know, her feast day was a couple days ago and I've been trying to get to know her a little bit more. So like Divine Mercy Chaplet and we had our our mass yesterday. We had Divine Mercy Sundays after mass. Yes. Ice cream Sundays. Which is great. And so I've heard I've heard a lot of a lot of talk about her in recent months. And I think she's just tapping me on the shoulder and just inviting me to to get to know her better. So and I could hear you singing like a divine mercy traplet is, you know, that that would be really beautiful thing. Yeah, that that would be cool. My mom, my mom asks me to do that all the time. She goes to she goes to one on Fridays that they do at my church. She's like, you need to do this. (laughs) And then you can sing part of it, which is really cool. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's so fun. Sophia, who is your saint for the week? We always go back and forth. And Sophia sometimes says, I know, I I have no idea. And she probably doesn't right now, right? I think that I'm going to go back to who I said two weeks ago was St. Joan of Arc. So on campus, we have households and kind of like holy fraternity and sororities, as one of the friars says. And I'm in Angel's. And one of our household patrons in St. Joan of Arc. So I'm going to go with her this week. Mm-hmm. Nice. Interesting. And I'll have to say St. Gianna Mola has been sort of stalking around us a lot. And part of that is because we're praying through the intercession of the hopeful intercession of her husband, Pietro Mola, that we're trying to have bring intercession for John's healing from his mm-hmm. cancer journey. And it, she's just been everywhere we turn. I mean, things fall out of books that are there and there she is again. And, you know, obviously I'm more in tune with it because I have a friend who runs the sisterhood of the traveling relics for St. Gianna ministry, but it just Mm -hmm. seems so much that she's really trying to let me know that she's bringing prayers to yeah you know the photo that you see and you're like i couldn't wait to show that see she's right there yeah there's a little one for you you said things are falling out of books and stuff there's, there's another one. <laughs> for showing us up on the cups of our guests that might be where we need to take a picture and show that right now i love it okay. so yeah. do i send that to my friend because actually a fr- my friend jen who's been praying this with us she got a message that a friend, another Instagram friend is actually at the tomb of Pietro Mola and St. Gianna. And she sent pictures today from Italy to us. And Gianna Mola, Gianna, excuse me, Gianna Emanuela, their daughter is praying at her dad's tomb every day for my husband too, which has been really wow. just, I know. Wow. <laughs> I know. So, cool. yeah. <laughs> so we have two rosaries coming back from Italy that have been on the property of where they, you know, both are buried and it's just so beautiful uh, the way yeah. that this the body of Christ is reaching us all throughout this entire journey of, of brain cancer. So yeah, you know, mm-hmm. here we go. 
Here yeah. we go. Keep them in my prayers as well. Please, um, John would appreciate that as well. Our <laughs> family very much. Yeah. We will be linking in the show notes all of the places that people can find you. I just want to say thank you guys for reaching out. This has been so fun and such a such a great start to my day. Uh, <laughs> little, little podcast so awesome and I've interacted with both of you a lot on social media but it's cool to see your faces and because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the, the 2d thing doesn't quite give us the you know the depth of who we all are right so yeah. it's beautiful well yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing your your album come out next week right next week is the yep. 14th, yep. 15th, on uh, the 14th uh, the 14th yeah, okay well, we will be sure to share that. And, you know, when this podcast airs, we'll be linking this in there too, as well. And yeah. it's been really great to have you on today. Yeah. Thank Thanks you so, so much, much Kat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time on Here Now Podcast. <laughs>